If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's completely free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, everyone, welcome to Strictly Sports. I am Jacob Brown, joined here with CJ Yuri and Steve Cashin. We're going to give our Super Bowl predictions and talk about Matt Stafford being traded to the Rams, along with all the other NFL transactions. And then we'll touch on a little bit of baseball at the end. If you guys can't tell, yeah, my voice is like halfway here right now. No, I don't have the Rona, uh, but I do have some little bit of cold. My voice isn't really there. So uh, Steve and CJ will do most of the talking today. Uh, we did get to go to NFL Radio Row this week. Um, we got to interview retired NFL offensive lineman for the Tampa Bay Bucks, Randy Grimes. You could follow him on Twitter and Instagram at SoberCenter60. Uh, he was a great interview, a great guy, and he does a lot with his foundations to help former players recover from drug addiction. So you could check that interview out on our podcast platforms. Um, as for today, but other than that, at Radio Row. Uh, we were talking about it. It was definitely a dud. Uh, you know, last year, CJ, you remember, it was like walking into Hollywood. And then this year, Steve and I walk in and it's like a library. So, you know, COVID definitely affected stuff, uh, but it was still a great experience. So, uh, CJ, how you been doing? Uh, it's been a few weeks. Yeah, so um, I've been working a lot. It's good to be back on the show. I've been missing talking about sports. Uh, it's always been good to be able to do that on like, you know, prior to getting a job, but I've got a job now and um, it's nine to five to start my career. So that's good. So I'll definitely be on whenever I can be on. Um, but yeah, no, to your point, Radio Row last year was like, literally, I, I felt like I was uh, in in Hollywood, literally. Um, you know, like there was a point where you and I were sitting at a table with Joe Montana and Katie Couric. And then next thing you know, we're walking around and we're just standing in a conversation with Baker Mayfield and Brett Favre. And like nobody even second guesses it because it's like it's Radio Row. These people are here doing their radio shows. So it was awesome. We, we interviewed like four or five players last year, like past NFL players. Uh, Marlins, man, what a time. So I'm sorry, sorry that you guys didn't get the um, full experience that I guess, you know, from last year, especially Steve. But Steve will be back next year, I'm sure, and uh, yeah. be able to experience what it really is like. Yeah, man, we're trying to get to LA next year. It would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, no, was, yeah. Talking to that guy from the NFL, he's like, "Yeah, you know, this is not how it normally is run." Like the first day we got there, I'm like, "Well, shit, like this is gonna be this is how it's gonna be all week." But you know, what do you expect in the middle of a, you know of a pandemic? The NFL has been strict about it, and you, we knew going in you weren't gonna be able to interview you know live players. So it, it was cool to see how the production goes on, but you know, maybe go. Get a chance to go to LA next year and, and in a in a normal year like next year. Yeah. Okay, so Miami was nuts. Like, we, like Jacob and I were sitting there, and then Deontay Wilder walked in and just literally—I'm not even kidding—like was standing right next to our table with his whole posse of like heavy hitters. I don't even know who <laughs> they were. Yeah, dude, was, I remember Saquon was, brushed my shoulder, and I didn't even know, and I was like, "Are yeah. you kidding me?" Anyone that's anyone w- was there. It was nuts. Like, Kev- like Kevin Hart, I think, was there. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
we the old spice guy from all those commercials was getting interviewed right next to us. Like, I'm talking like was it Terry Crews? <laughs> yeah, he was there. Yeah, Derek Henry was just standing like not even kidding around. Derek Henry was just standing there. And Jacob and I were just like, what's up? <laughs> like it's just, you know, guys that were getting drafted, like Justin Jefferson, um, whoever that safety was from LSU that went back to school. Just like they're just walking around, like having a good time, and they're all walking with agents. So basically, you just walk up to their agent and you're like, Can I can I get him for like 30 minutes? And they're like, Yeah, I can. He has a break in his schedule for 30 minutes. You write him down, and then boom, like he'll be at your table at that time, and then you interview him. It's crazy, super cool, but mm-hmm. hopefully, because I'm I'm thinking like Miami was nuts, but LA would be like because it's LA, so like every single Hollywood, you know, whatever will be there for the Super Bowl. So definitely if you guys can go go oh absolutely absolutely so uh we skipped a few weeks on strictly sports so we never got to talk about uh the matt stafford trade so he gets traded from the detroit lions to the los angeles rams uh pretty big deal i mean and jared goff going the other way there were a few picks that went to the lions as well um you know i looked at it initially i was like listen uh i feel like detroit could have got a little bit more here um, most of the NFL analysts were like, no, 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 you know, Detroit got what they, I'm like, why? I mean, Matt Stafford's a top 10 quarterback, arguably, you know, top seven, top six throws 4,000 plus yards a year. Uh, and he's on crappy teams. I feel like you put him in LA with McVay. He might be a top five quarterback. That's no exaggeration. The dude can throw, uh, maybe he's not as mobile as he used to be, but he can throw, give him weapons, give him a system. I think he'll be great. Uh, and the Rams right now, they're not in a position where they even care about giving away draft picks. They have the money to pay for people. They have pre-existing rosters. You know, they've got Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramp. They don't need to draft a, the, their next big corner or next big wide receiver. They already have all that. Um, so I think this is a big deal for the Rams. Clearly next year, you look at them, they're probably the NFC West favorites, maybe even the NFC favorites. I don't know if we can go that far, especially with the way that the Bucks have played this year. Uh, but what was your guys' initial reaction to uh, Matt Stafford going to the Rams? Uh, I would say that my initial reaction was the Lions fleeced the the Rams. I mean, look, I, Matt Stafford is is great, and I'm very excited to see him on a team that is focused on winning and not where their draft pick is going to be. So that's good because he's he's a quarterback that, if you look at his stats, he's he's been a top ten quarterback for the last eleven years, ten years, like. The guy deserves a shot at winning. He's carried the Lions. If the, if Matt Stafford isn't with Detroit for the last decade, they are literally bottom three team every year. That's how that's how good he's been. And granted, though, he's had some wide receiver weapons while there. He's he had Megatron, he had Marvin Jones, Kenny Galladay recently. You know, like those guys were good. So he had a decent cast, but he never had the coach. He never had the O line. He never had the running back. And he's going to go to a system that has the coach, has a decent O line has a young stud running back in Cam Akers and two guys in Henderson and uh, and Malcolm Brown that can run the ball. So Stafford for him, good. That's a win. He gets out of Detroit. For the Rams, what are you doing? You just said, what is it, three first-round picks? Yeah. Three first-round picks plus Jared Goff. So here's so here, if I'm the Lions, I'm like, hey, Jared, it's your job this year. If, if it goes well – Boom, you're our quarterback going forward. We have three more first-round picks. We'll build around you. If you're awful and you're not showing any promise, hey, you're out. We're done. And we've got three first-round picks. And guess what? We'll draft a quarterback. Like, you know, so they're they're in like a – they're in an awesome spot right now. 
And it's almost similar to what the Dolphins were in for the last couple of years to where it's like, hey, we'll bring in Josh Rosen. We'll bring in Fitzpatrick. Do what you guys can. If, we don't, if we're not sold, we're going to draft Tua. Like it, it's a it's it's a great situation. So I think the Lions were big were the biggest winners in the trade. Stafford's a winner, but I don't I just don't think the Rams' future of that franchise is is going to be good. It's so similar to what LA teams do, though. What do LA teams do? They dish out these unbelievable contracts. They're in win now mode always. They're never in like a future like I'm going to build. So not surprising, but it also hurt Deshaun Watson. So it did hurt Deshaun for sure. Because if, if that's what they're going to get for Stafford, <laughs> Sean's worth double that. So, <laughs> yeah, no, that trade kind of took me by surprise. I was out, and all of a sudden, you know, get the alert, Matt Stafford to to the Rams, and you're like, holy shit, because he's been he's been with Detroit since '09. So, you know, from day one, he's been there. But looking at some stats now, and he, this guy's thrown you know, eight of his twelve years, he's thrown over four thousand for four thousand yards, and in years where he hasn't been healthy, he's still throwing close to 4,000, and he's throwing touchdowns. He doesn't throw many interceptions. He's he's the perfect guy that you want in a system where, you know, things are, you know, shaped up to be for success, like the, like the Rams. McVay wants to move the ball, and you've got all these weapons with you, Cam Akers, CJ touched on it, and, you know, he's been in Detroit for so long with just minimal talent and coaching carousels, and you, there's no consistency there. And now he finally gets a shot at, you know, winning with, with some sort of a culture there. So, um, you know, CJ made a great point. You know, it's win-now mode in L.A., it seems like, all the time. And it's like you get to the playoffs, and now we're going to make our run. There are – now they're, what, three years out of a Super Bowl now? Two, three years since they lost the Patriots. So, um, the window there is kind of up and down. It's closing, I think. And with Stafford, you know, I think he's got three, four years left in the league. So, now this is his chance to, hey, let's go win a ring and um, – Let's go do it. But I think they won the trade big time. And now golf goes to, to Detroit. He, we're going to, I think to be honest, we're going to see him fall off the face of the earth. Uh, he's just struggling to stay relevant out, out in LA now going to Detroit. It's going to be a nightmare situation for him over there. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, you talk about Stafford having probably three or four years left. I think it might even be a little bit more than that. I mean, 33 years old in the NFL now is more like, you know, 28, you know, the, the ages now are so different. I mean, Russell Wilson was on a Cowherd show the other day and he's like, yeah, no, I want to play for the next 10 to 15 years. I'm already planning for that. Brady's like, yeah, I want to play past 45. The, you know, these guys now, they realize there's conditioning out there. There's things you can do to keep playing. Now, you know, maybe three to four years left at this level Stafford has. Yeah. And then once, you know, you get to 38, he starts to dip off like Breeze did. Um, but you never know. Um, but I wanted to get into this with CJ because I know we're all going to disagree about this one. Uh, I think that Deshaun Watson should go to the Dolphins or the Dolphins should make a play for him. CJ adamantly does not believe that. Uh, I think that, okay, so Tua's good. I'm not saying that I'm against Tua. I'm just saying Tua will never, ever be Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson's a top five, top three quarterback. I think he can win you a Super Bowl. I think Tua might be able to get you to a Super Bowl. I don't think he'll ever be Deshaun Watson. He doesn't have the arm. I think he might be a better runner than Deshaun, but he does not have the arm talent or the accuracy or anything like that. Uh, if I'm the Dolphins, I'm making a play for Deshaun Watson, but I want to hear what you have to say, CJ. Uh, so, look, it's it's actually – the way I see it is it's a good situation to be in because it's like I'm picking between, you know, 
building around to it with draft picks. I have the third overall pick. I've got the 18th pick. I've got two early second rounders. Like that's a good, that this draft will be fun if we don't trade the picks away and we get to see what two is going to be like next year with an actual supporting cast, which I think he'll be very good. Or we just get to Sean and we were a 10 win team. We were 10 win team without Deshaun and probably a 12 win team with Deshaun. So I will concede that after watching Mahomes the last three years, and especially this year, nothing short of Deshaun or Josh Allen in the AFC will probably get it done. Now, I think the Browns are set up for success with Stefanski and Baker. I think Baker took a massive leap this year, especially the second half of the year. But I don't even know if they can get it done uh, in, in a playoff game because, as you saw, Mahomes went down and the Chiefs still won. So I don't, I don't know if anything short of Deshaun or Josh Allen gets you to the Super Bowl because the Chiefs are so well coached and they've just got such a good team. And you know Mahomes is getting to at least 24 points every game. But I will, tell you, I will say this. I think Tua can, it can be exactly what Drew Brees was, if not better. <laughs> Drew, Tua's got more wiggle than Drew Brees ever really had in his career. And they've got, this, they've got a similar arm. And people are like somehow forgetting all the unbelievable deep balls that Tua threw in in college and prior to prior to this season they were basically saying his pro comparisons russell wilson just a little less of the running and it's true i mean that's how he played football so people are like forgetting that Tua was like the most electric college football quarterback in the last like two years prior to his injury everyone was tuning in for a bama game because he made every single throw every throw there was to make every play there was to make people forget he played in the damn sec for two or three years he was playing against Round one D linemen, round one cornerbacks, round one linebackers. And granted, he was throwing up receivers that would have that were posting all American numbers. And I get it. But he was making every single throw. So my opinion is you're not trading every pick you have and future first rounders for Deshaun, who would walk in to the same situation too. It was in zero weapons. They won 10 games with playing three tight ends on the field. Shaheen, Gesicki, Smythe. We're playing at the same time and on the same play. I'm sorry. No quarterback is beating is beating the Chiefs or, granted, the damn Bills in a playoff game when you have no weapons. And it's it's fact. And look at what the Bills are doing. They're, they're already supposed to be aggressively pursuing Aaron Jones this year. They're going to upgrade. So the way I see it is you bring in Deshaun, you're not going to have a complete offensive roster, and you're going to heavily rely on Deshaun bailing you out a lot of games offensively. The defense will be good but Deshaun's going to have to do a lot of it. You keep Tua, defense will be good, and you're going to have playmakers that can shoulder the burden of creating big plays. So I'm on the board of keep Tua, keep your picks, roll the dice. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree with everything you're saying because we had this conversation with, with Zach earlier this week, and we were debating because he's kind of the same boat as you where he was saying, you know, I like Tua, I'm, I'm a believer in him, but at the same time, you have Deshaun Watson who's sitting there. And now you have this window, and I made this point where, um, you know, you had this window to get such a generational type player. And we know what Deshaun Watson is. Three years in the league, and this guy is a, is a warrior. And last year, winning four games, I think he could, they could have realistically won 11 games. That defense was horrendous. I mean, he was just battling, just, you know, all the adversity the Texans have been going through with Bill O'Brien trading guys away. Just nothing there. And – you know, you've seen what he can produce in the field. Now that's proven. Two, on the other hand, you know, it's a one year in, great season, up and down, battling, getting benched, starting. What's going to happen sophomore year with him as he go through a slump, playing a full slate of games. So 
there's the level of uncertainty, but yeah, I, I you watch the Dolphins more than I do. So you know, giving up all this draft capital and do you sell the house for, for a guy like Deshaun? I think is it worth the risk? Yes, because I think he can win you a championship title with that defense that, that Miami has. But at the same time, if you're giving all these things up, now you're putting yourself back two years to build that roster around him. And I think that's what they saw in Houston, was they were relying on him so much to put up 30 points a game, 30, 40 points to win. You can't do that week in and week out the NFL. So it's a situation where if you can get him for the right price, yes, you go and get him. But if you're if they're asking for – we saw like what you know with, with Stafford, you gave up all those picks. Now can you make a deal? Can you give up two players currently and then give up picks and get them? It's just uh, it's however the Dolphins want to you know go and approach it. So like he's worth the risk. Like he's worth the price. Like whatever somebody asks for, he's worth it. It's just do you want to mortgage your future? Because what yeah. you are doing if you get Deshaun is you're not having first rounders for the next two years for sure. Two is out the window. They might even ask for a second round pick. All that draft capital that everyone's been excited about will be out the window. And they, these are key picks because they want to add a wide receiver. They want to add a first-round O-lineman. They want to add those pieces. And if they don't have them, and then they add Deshaun Watson's payroll to the books, they can't really they can't really like even sign an O-lineman in Brady. Yeah, I was just about to ask that. Like, what's their cap situation like if they got Deshaun? Yeah, Miami is is I they're they're on the back half of the top ten of of the best like cap space right now in the league. I think they're like eighth or seventh. They're not nine or ten, but they're like eighth or seventh. So they've got enough money. And everybody's saying that we're gonna go out and try to get Juju. Everybody's saying we're gonna try to go and get get A Rob and draft Devonta Smith. So could you imagine Tua if we got an O lineman round one, a wide receiver round one, and got a Juju who can play in the slot? He would be able to sit back there and just start throwing. And the thing was, is he couldn't do that this past year because no one was creating separation. The Dolphins are the top five worst receiver separation in the league. They had a stat for it and everything. He was throwing into he was throwing to guys that were like, dude, our leading receiver for the last three of three games of the year was Lynn Bowden, who played quarterback at University of Kentucky. Which <laughs> look, Lynn Bowden played well, but he's not your guy if you're trying to win down the stretch, right? So, in my opinion, if Deshaun comes, he's going to run into the same problem Tua did. Now, obviously, Deshaun is better than Tua. He's way better than Tua right now. Like, he's Deshaun's a top three quarterback, top five quarterback. Never going to dispute that. He's amazing. And maybe he'll turn these guys into gold, but that's a, that's, that's a dice roll. This is what the Pats did with Brady. They gave him literal shit in, in, in New England. A bunch of slot guys, a bunch of, you made the roster, now go give it our all. System guys, as Danny Amendola would like to say. And Brady was fed up with it. He was done with it. He kept looking at Bill. He kept looking at the, the Patriots front office. He's like, yo, go get me another Randy Moss. I enjoyed that. Did you see the season I had with Randy? I want to do that again. They were like, no, no, no. Here's Julian Edelman. We'll keep rolling out Julian Edelman. You, you got Julian Edelman. Like, quarterbacks don't like that. And I'm not saying that. Here's his six-rounder from Harvard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here, here. Or, or – Hey Brady, we want to keep you in New England. Uh, let's let me let me draft the safety from Lenore Ryan second round. <laughs> so you're like, what are we doing here? What's the direction? And look what happened when he got weapons in Tampa. I mean, he's enjoy- having the time of his life here, man. He's got yeah, and everyone he's to throw to. He's being exactly like like look. Dude. And so if Miami goes that direction and you have all this draft capital to get all these guys, and it's it's a loaded draft again this year. I mean, you, you build it around the guy. And defense is good enough to to win you any game. 
now offensively, like you said, throwing a janitor's in closet. Like it's 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 crazy. Um, but if you give that guy weapons, like he's played in the SEC with with Devontae Smith, Waddle, all those guys. I mean, it's Judy. So you give him the weapons, and he he'll he'll thrive in that environment. Here's what I'm saying: unless Tua has some like. First of all, I think he's going to have a breakout year next year. Now, his breakout year is not going to be Josh Allen's breakout year this year, but it's going to be a breakout year. I, I expect him to be closer to the 30 touchdown mark. I don't think he's going to throw many interceptions. He's going to be good. And when he is not making mistakes and he's and he's securing the ball, that means he's not forcing touchdowns in these massive plays. What that's going to do is it's going to keep his contract down. I don't think two is ever going to be this unbelievably expensive guy. And when you don't, when you have a quarterback that you can win with, who makes the who makes the throws and you don't have to pay him Deshaun Watson money or Patrick Mahomes money. You have money to go upgrade the rest of the team. I'm saying you bring Deshaun in. There's your team is your team. Like that, like, like there's not much room for like, hey, I want to go out and get this guy. I want to go out and get that guy. Because Deshaun Watson's money is just below Patrick Mahomes' money. You know, that's a great point. But you know, I'll I'll end it with this. You know, when you when you said in the beginning, Short of Josh Allen or Deshaun Watson, there's really no one else that can get through Mahomes in the AFC. First of all, that made me think, goddamn, for the next 15, 20 years, we're going to be seeing this every every fucking year. Uh, but, you know, it, maybe that's what pushes Miami over the edge to do it. But it's one of those situations where it's a great problem to have because there's pros and cons to each, and we'll see what happens. Uh, but well, I'll tell you real quick before we, before we move on, just to, just to, just to tell you, like – confirm your point travis kelsey is is still only 31 so he's got like two oh, or God. like great years left of his prime because he's just a beast and i'll tell you how old tyreek hill is tyreek hill tyreek hill's in his 20s tyreek hill is 26 <laughs> oh. they're, dude they're set like i'm it's just like and you know mahomes the next tight end that they bring in is going to be an all pro so oh of course of course Hey, well, it's time to predict that Super Bowl. I think, uh, you know, I think you texted me, CJ, you have the Chiefs winning. Uh, I've been going with the Bucks the last two weeks in the playoffs. I, you know, most people on TV, on radio, they, they were going against the Bucks. It's like, oh, Packers are number one seed, Aaron Rodgers MVP. And then it was, oh, the Saints beat the Bucks twice. And now you're going into the Super Bowl and it's like, oh, they're playing Mahomes. I think Brady likes the underdog this year, man. I think he's going to win. It pains me to say it. I never thought I'd say that I'm joining the Brady train. I never thought I'd be on ADL's side and on, on anything, uh, but I am. I think the Bucs are going to win this game. Um, and, and here's a key factor. The, the Chiefs offensive line, and we talked to Randy Grimes about this in our interview, two of their five offensive linemen are out because of, I think it's either COVID or injury. They're, they're out. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defensive line is one of the best D-lines in football. They're the second best rush defense in the league, or they maybe they finish first in the league. Uh, that's a big problem for me. If Mahomes has to be rushed and you have basically a makeshift offensive line going into the Super Bowl against that D-line, to me that might cause problems. I think the Bucs are going to win. It's obviously going to be close. Uh, but, you know, last year I predicted uh, the 49ers would win. I went against Mahomes. So there's that part of me that's like, God damn, are you really going against Mahomes again? You're going to go 0-2 with this guy. But I just feel it, man. It's the same feeling I've been feeling for the last month with Brady. He's on this other cloud right now. He He's just – he's in Brady land right now. He's just in that winning mode. I think they're going to win the game. Uh, what do you guys think? 
once again, I think the media is doing the dirty work for me. Um, everyone's picking the Chiefs. I'm not going to pick a winner. You already know what I do before every game. I've already put the wager down. <laughs> so the deed's been set. But anyways, you know, I just think, I don't know. Everyone's just not, I don't think anyone's giving Tampa a chance. I think it's going to be close. Everyone's picking the Chiefs in a nail-biter, rightfully so. They're the defending champions. Um, but I, I just like the way the defense has been playing all, all postseason. I think they're they're finding ways to get turnovers, be opportunistic. Does that mean, does that, you know, make it where they're going to win? No. I, Mahomes has turned the ball over two, three times in a game, and he's won those games, and which is kind of frightening to, to see. But I, it's going to be a battle like it's been every playoff game, I think. Um, the factor in, you know, tell Brady that he has no chance in, in this game where I think people are going, oh, it's Mahomes, the Mahomes show, it's the Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill. You know, I, I think it, I, people better be careful what, what they're, they're saying here because Brady I, takes that personally. I just think giving him no chance going into this game, it's dangerous, but it's going to be a battle. Uh, can, can they contain Tyree Kill? Um, if not, it's going to be a long day. It could be just like the first matchup where they have 17 points in a blink of an eye. So uh, the explosiveness on both sides of the ball, it's, it's going to be fun to watch. I hope it's high scoring and a fun game to watch. And by the way, they're the home team. Yep. Yeah. First time ever. Look, I, I will I will concede that at the beginning of the year I didn't I wasn't sold on the Bucks and it wasn't that I wasn't sold on the offense. I wasn't sold that Brady's arm was gonna come in because no. you, like look, you, Jameis Winston threw a ton of interceptions, but he was also he's got a laser arm that the guy can throw out of the stadium. People don't realize that. He had the arm, and that's why a lot of those guys had a ton of stats. Now I didn't know if Brady was gonna come in and throw that crappy football he was thrown in New England the year before, but hey, he came down to Florida. And his arm was rejuvenated, and I was on the opposite side. I didn't think that the I didn't. First of all, I didn't think the Bucks were going to be very good. I thought they were a fringe wild card team, and I thought that Rodgers was going to spank them in the in the conference championship game. I was wrong about all of it, um, but unfortunately, I can't stop now. I do think the Chiefs are going to win. Um, I think the Chiefs will win by. I, I would say that it'll go down to the wire because Brady. There's no way Brady's. It's going to, there's, there's no, like, this is going to be a blowout. No way. It's going to be a really good game. I think it's going to be high scoring. I think the first two quarters are going to be electric. I think the defenses are going to be trying to figure out the offenses. I think that both like defenses aren't going to come out scared, but they're going to come out a little timid, not wanting to let that big play happen. And it's going to happen. I think Brady and Mahomes have their way with the, with both defenses. Uh, but I think that in the fourth quarter, there will be some key stops. Uh, Cause what I've seen from Brady is, over the last few games, even going into regular season, he's throw, he's turned the ball over a bit. And I got to say that Chiefs defense has some ball hawks on it. And Mahomes scores on every single turnover. The guy does not waste a turnover. And you saw in that NFC Championship game, Aaron Rodgers wasted three straight interceptions. And I'm not, I'm just sitting here saying like Mahomes is not going to do that. Mahomes is not doing that. Like Mahomes is going to score at least two of those. So that scares me a little bit. So what I'm, what I'm thinking is late third, early fourth. I think that there's a, there's a big turnover by the Bucks, And I actually don't think it'll be Brady. I think it'll be like a fumble or a special teams error. Mahomes will get the ball in a good territory score and then this will be slightly out of reach for the bucks late comeback will fall short i believe it's like 
I believe Chiefs by four. Yeah, I think you have it teed up perfectly too. Like that that scenario right there. Now you went with the Chiefs side of the ball. I mean, I think it's going to be if you, whatever happens going to the fourth quarter, I think it's going to be you, know, you get to the fourth. It's a two. It's it's two. Each team gets two possessions, and that's going to be who's going to make that play. Is it going to be the Chiefs defense? Is it going to be the Bucks defense? Who's going to turn the ball over? And I said that going into the Packers game. I told Jacob that it was like whoever gets wins the turnover battle but scores the points off of it is going to win that game. And the Packers out, they turned the ball over more than the Bucks did, but they wasted those opportunities. Like you said, Bucks had the turnover, the fumble from Aaron Jones, go and score on one play. Picked by picked off Aaron Rodgers, throw it to Scott Miller. I mean, that's 14 point swing there. Look at what happened at the end of the game. So it's going to be that going into Sunday, who's going to make the mistakes. And I think we're, we're in for, I think we're in for a great game, no matter what. So you know, I, I'm really I'm I'm looking forward to this one. So CJ, that means the the line I believe is still minus three. So you're taking Chiefs minus three. I would, yes, yes, I would take the I would take Chiefs minus three. And look, I'm sitting here and like genuinely, like I would be beyond happy for my friends. I have many friends that I went to FAU at the, that are from Tampa, Tampa Bay Bucks fans, Steve, many other guys. Uh, I would be genuinely happy for them. If they won. Uh, part of me wants Mahomes to get this second ring out of the way so I could stop like wanting him to win multiple rings. Once he gets that second one, I could care less. Don't we, I don't want you winning another one. I actually like Mahomes. I wanted him to win too. I, I genuinely wanted the guy to win too. And then after that, he can completely fuck off and go somewhere else. Um, Hate him for the next 20 years. Yeah, exactly. So I, like, I don't, I don't want the chiefs. Like after you get two, I don't have any sympathy vote for you anymore. Right. Like I have a sympathy vote for Drew Brees. I want him to get a second so bad. I have a sympathy vote for Russell Wilson. I want him. Aaron Rodgers. I want Aaron Rodgers to get another one so bad. I want Stafford to get one ring. Like I genuinely want these guys to get a ring, and I wanted Mahomes to get two. And now I could care less about him ever winning another one. Let's let's see somebody else win it. Um, But real quick, I want to tell you guys my Super Bowl MVP predictions for both sides of the ball. Ooh, okay. That are not Mahomes or Brady because that's an easy, easy, easy answer. Uh, I'm going to go on the chief side of the ball and say Travis Kelsey. Uh, I'll say Travis Kelsey has like eight receptions, nine receptions for like 140, 145, a touchdown or two. He will be that, that guy who will be up there for MVP if, uh, if the chiefs win. And then I'll say on the, on the buck side of the ball, I'm going a little bold here. Antonio Brown will have a freak show game against the chiefs. I think regardless of if they win or not, I think Brown has an awesome game. I think they get him involved in so many ways, whether it's a jet sweep, whether it's a screen and go, whether it's, whether it's a go route, Brady and Brady and Brown are going to be a big factor of this game. I believe because they're going to have to be doubling, not doubling, but they're going to have to worry about Godwin and Evans and that frees up Brown. So I'll say Brown on the other side of the ball. Dude, I, I love that. Also, this might be a little tinfoil hat here, but I really feel like the Bucks have been hiding Antonio Brown when they use him. They're like, we don't want anyone thinking that he's even on the team because I think they want him for a game like this to be like, okay, now he's a total decoy. That's a great pick by you. Yeah, I'm getting kind of nervous right now. I'm not going to lie now that we're talking about it. But we're rolling the keg later today. And I'm just going to tell you, if they win tomorrow – they're not going to be able to stop us. We are going to riot somehow, some way in downtown. But I don't know. I, I, I never wanted to win more, but this is just, it's going to be hard. And I, I like, I do like the AB pick because he's been laying in the weeds and no one really kind of 
remembers that he's around. But, yeah, somehow get him in the game plan. It'll be nice to get a weapon back. But, um, yeah, I mean, hopefully they can score enough points. It's I think regardless, you have to score 35 points minimum to win this game on Sunday. Absolutely. And I got one final question here. If Mahomes does lose, this this is going to lurk over him literally for the rest of his career. He can go off, win three, four, five Super Bowls, and all everyone will ever say is, you lost to the GOAT, you lost to Brady. So I think that factor is going to be in Mahomes' head too. That he's like, I don't want to hear this shit for the rest of my life. Well, not only that, he already has lost to Brady. Right. He's he's lost. He's owned one against Tom, and if and if he never plays Tom again in the, in the playoffs, which is which is which could happen because he's gonna Tom will retire in Tampa. Tom will retire in the NFC, and Mahomes has to go the rest of his career being O and two to one guy, Tom Brady, because he's not gonna be owing two to anybody else because he's at least gonna have a win. Um, that's not gonna be good, and I agree that'll be a talking point for the rest of Mahomes' career. He could never do it against Brady. Yeah, no, it'll be rough. Also, one last thing. Fucking twink. What is that? <laughs> Jackson. Mahomes. I just hope they lose. I, I hate, hate that kid. You know, the, the genes skipped a generation, that family. You see the twit, tweeter, the, 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 see Twitter yesterday? Hello, world. It's OJ Mahomes. My God. That's terrible. That's the only reason we want them to lose right there. <laughs> No, I want them. I want. I want the Chiefs to win so that I can get a, like an elite Jackson Mahomes TikTok on the field. Like, I'm down like, in Tampa. Like yet. The biggest allure of them winning is to just see. So, to see that guy just do these ridiculous dances in front of a ton of people, and to be honest, like not even trying to bash the guy, he's not very good at it. Like, like no. you would think that over a year and a half now of doing TikToks, he would be like decent at dancing he's so not like he's just so not good and it's like it's all like out of control i don't know just yeah not- portnoy tweeted out he's like yeah come on the show and then they're like they're like tiktok podcast and he's like no and they disrespect my family he goes well when you make tiktoks like an asshole you know it's kind of warranted <laughs> that's, that's jackson mahomes you gotta understand man you're famous you get you get millions of likes on your on your stuff you need to take the heat from the media it just it is what it is did you yeah. guys see also uh portnoy went after jose canseco last night because i he was doing yeah, a fight against this guy i, I didn't even heard of it like yeah, some guy named the billy through the fight they actually they actually uh uh jose canseco threw the fight against i guess the billy football who's the intern at barstool and i i, I didn't watch but i Biggest saw like, sham. Yeah, like they they refunded every Jose Canseco bet because he literally threw the fight. Like that was not in the cards; wasn't even scripted. He literally threw the fight. Yeah, and by I, the way, I, hey, uh, Jose Canseco follows the Strictly Sports account. Uh, regardless, we're trolling him here. That's yeah, you rat! You fucking wasted three hours of my life. You know, Jose Canseco threw the fight. I, you know, whatever. I don't care. He follows this thing, but. Yeah, I wasted three hours of watching shitty boxing, and then I get, you know, the one fight I want to watch, 15 seconds in, Billy doesn't even land a punch, and Jose's like, my shoulder, I tore my shoulder, I'm like, bro, come on. And then, yeah, yeah, it was 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 such BS. We're about to hit our time limit here, guys. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Hopefully, Steve's celebrating next week. Bucks Chiefs tomorrow night, 630. Everyone should be watching. We'll see you next week on Strictly Sports.